0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nassios as always getting you set for a slate of 12 NHL games on this Thursday evening from a betting gambling analysis. We're going to talk the games itself, some future props, some same game parlays. You know the deal. Uh, George, let's start with the New York Islanders visiting the Detroit Red Wings tonight.
1: The red hot Detroit Red Wings. Um,
0: yep. Yeah. Uh, big game when it comes
1: to the Eastern Conference playoff picture here. It's actually Detroit's actually getting a little comfortable in this race. Yeah. now. They have played so good. They've won six in a row. They're coming off an 8-3 win over Washington. Um, the Red Wings are the second best team in the league in this calendar year. Since the calendar flipped to 2024, they have the second best points percentage in the entire league. I can't bet against them.
0: You gotta uh-huh. ride
1: the ride the hot streak of the Red Wings right now. I'm taking them at 1.87 to one. Patrick Kane's been so hot. They are so balanced in their scoring. Yep. They have nine players with at least 30 points. Nine. They have 14 players with at least 20 points. They have more players with 30 points than the Islanders have players with 20 points. Red Wings have nine players with 30 points. The Islanders have only eight players with 20 plus points. So, like, they're just getting it done all over the place. Uh, Like I said, Kane is just playing great. He's found the fountain of youth again. He's come back from injury. He's firing on all cylinders. He beat his old team in overtime. Showtime came to play again. And I just think Detroit looks really good right now. Can't really say uh, the same about the Islanders. We were all waiting for the coach bump, especially considering the new coach was Patrick Watt. Hasn't, it's been inconsistent since he took over. So I got to ride the hot hand here. Take the Red Wings on the money line. 1.87 to 1.
0: True story. Uh, speaking of betting and Patrick Kane, I made a bet with uh, my friends that Patrick Kane would not score a point per game pace, and, uh, and it's not looking 50, good, Jacob. And but play at least fifty games, and the wager is actually that I had to eat cat food. I was that confident.
1: Well, I don't think he's gonna can. He,
0: can he hit fifty games? He can't miss two games. He has played oh. like he has to play every game. He can only miss one game, I believe. Okay. Yeah, dude. Cat food. I don't. I was so confident. I was like, if Patrick Kane scores over a point per game, and if, he, if game you if you win, one, what do you get? Nothing. I just said. Okay. Uh, I, ca- okay. Uh, let's cat try. food <laughs> Coyotes at Maple Speaking yeah, of okay. cats. Speaking. It's uh, true story. Speaking of cats, let's get. I know, questionable on my end, and maybe yes, hate Very, very,
1: very questionable, Jacob.
0: Absolutely. Arizona Coyotes are facing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, We need Producer Connor told us an amazing stat. Incredible. uh, That is like the most twisted fate ever. Why don't you tell us, George, about it?
1: Yeah, so he said, I didn't even know this stat, that the Leafs haven't beat the Coyotes at home in over 20 years. The last time the Leafs beat the Coyotes in Toronto was on October 17th, I believe is the the exact date, 2002, which also happens to be... Arizona native Matthew Nyes' birthday, not just his birthday October 17th, but he was actually born on that date, October 17th, 2002. So that is the last time the Leafs beat the Coyotes at home in Toronto, which is insane to like comprehend or like try and understand.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't even, what does that mean? Does that mean that the birth of Matthew Nyes created a curse or how are we reading this? I don't know how I'm reading that. I mean,
1: first of all, there's like a couple of years in there where the Leafs were actually a playoff team, not that bad. I know they had like a decade there where they were terrible. But Arizona has never really been good over the last 20 years. They had oh, yeah. a couple of playoff runs in there. So that is just unbelievable. But uh, I'm not advising people to bet Arizona tonight, but it is something to stick in your hat. I actually think the Leafs are going to destroy them, but I don't think the odds are there to bet the Leafs. I like the over here. That's my favorite bet. Over six and a half goals, it pays 1.87 to one. Since Morgan Riley's come back to the lineup, I, the Leafs have won. I mean, the last game versus Vegas was their first loss, but the defense doesn't look as smooth as it's been. Also, we've seen some changes to the lines. Max Domi has moved up to the second line with Todd uh, Tyler Bertuzzi and William Nylander. And while that looks like it has spurred some offense in both the second and third lines, that line is also a defensive liability. So they're mm. scoring more goals. They're allowing more goals. I think they were all dash three or around there in the previous game against Vegas. So there's just been a lot of offense in the Leaf games recently. Um, Yotes have gone over 6.5 goals with their opponents in four of their last five. The Leafs have averaged eight and a half goals per game combined with their opponent in their last four, including a 6-3 win over Arizona last week. So I love the over here.
0: Me too. Yeah, like the over and also like would it surprise anyone if the coyotes potted two or three? Probably not. And then to your point, I think the Leafs they could score a touchdown themselves. Yeah. Like, I mean the,
1: yeah. And as much as I'm not sure who's in net I didn't see for the Leafs tonight, whether it's Martin Jones or Ilya Samsonov, as much as Ilya Samsonov's turned his season around, he's turned it around from being terrible to yeah,
0: being average. Average. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's not like he's standing on his head. He had a shutout in there, you know, but like He's allowing three to four goals a game. Even uh, the most recent wins in this win streak, they were winning by, you know, 6-3, 7-3. Those were the score lines in most of the game, 6-4. So, um, and last game against Vegas, Vegas put six on him. So I think we're going to see a high number
0: here tonight. It's actually Joe Wall between the pipes tonight. Whoa! Yep. Whoa! He's back. Wow. Maybe there's some rust there. Who knows? It's wow, been a long time since December. It has been a long time.
1: I didn't know he was back in the big class. So Martin Jones is staying up. They're carrying three goalies.
0: Yeah, and I think at least for now we'll see. I'm, well, I'm yeah, gonna unless it. they're going to, they want to lose one of
1: them. That's what they're going to have to do.
0: Hundred percent, and it makes sense. So Joe Wall's back. Um, We'll see if he has some rust or whatnot. But the Leafs are definitely poised to, to bury. <laughs> you know him. what? I,
1: I like Joe Wall, but he hasn't played in a long time. So Merritt, maybe him. Arizona extends <laughs> the streak, but still oh, bet the over.
0: I like the over there for sure. Next up, the Buffalo Sabres are visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning Sabres were they got frustrated last game. Some questionable calls. Don Grano got a big fine afterwards, but they lost a the game to Florida. They're in for most of it, but got away from them, looking to yeah. rebound against the Bolts tonight.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they will. Uh, <laughs> the, Bol- the Bolts should be motivated to win this one, but I like the over again here. Over six and a half goals, pays two to one. In their last six meetings, These teams have combined for set 47 goals. So they've averaged about eight goals per game in their last six meetings. Tampa, Tampa's an offensive team and not a good defensive team. They're seventh in the league in goals for eighth worst in goals against. And Tampa's played only four home games in February. They were just on a pretty long road trip. I think five games or so. They played four home games in February. And those games have seen an average of eight and a half goals per contest. Buffalo's coming off a tough one, like you said, against a very defensive team, one of the best defensive teams in the league in Florida. They lost 3-2. It was a tight one. I think we're going to see a much more high-scoring uh, game tonight when they're going against a team who doesn't have the shackles or the defensive acumen that the Florida
0: Panthers do. So
1: Florida, back-to-back games in Florida, one low-scoring. I think this one's going to be high-scoring.
0: Yeah, I could see it. I mean, also, too, I think that like as, as much as Tampa... As much as Tampa has turned around, they're still like not by turn around I mean, like they were pretty brutal before, but they're they're still in the thick of it. Their defense and goaltending, like mm-hmm. huge question marks all year. The Sabers yeah. have the talent, so it doesn't surprise me at all if if this becomes a, a high scoring one.
1: Yeah, especially their defense. I mean, goaltending. Vasilevsky obviously missed the first couple months or so with the injury, and he doesn't look like the Vasilevsky of old, um, but he's still Andre Vasilevsky. When it comes to the defense they got Sergachev out and they just don't have the horses to pick it up back there. That's my opinion. They got some young guys in uh, Nick Purbix, uh, Darren Radish, that are pretty young players. Maybe they're doing all right, uh, but really they got Hedman, Chernek, and uh majority of the other guys are kind of like fringe NHLers or kind of no-namers or young guys trying to make their way in this league. So I agree with you there.
0: Absolutely. Next up, the Montreal Canadiens are visiting the Florida Panthers. Usually those games become a Habs home game, but the Panthers actually are pretty good attendance this year. So we'll see if uh, that correlates as much as it usually you does. You know, we're still going to see more Habs fans than Panthers fans there. You know it. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's. but I will say the the Panthers fans are buying tickets. So maybe not as much, but they should be. You're right. I know. Absolutely. They should be because the Panthers are an unbelievable team. They are on a, a torrid pace right now. Yeah. It looks like a lopsided affair from their standpoint.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. I think the Panthers smash here tonight. Um, I'm taking them on the puck line, minus 1. 1.5. 1, minus 1. 1.5, it pays 1.8 to 1. Not even the greatest odds when you bet them to win by two goals, but I think they should just easily handle the Canadians tonight. Um, they've won eight of their last nine Florida, outscoring opponents 34 to 13 during that season. Wow. They've allowed 13 goals in their last nine games. Like yeah. that's, they're allowing under 1.5 goals per game over a 13 game span. That's, that's pretty insane. They haven't allowed more than two goals in a contest in any of their last 14. Montreal they're 27th yeah. in the league in both offense and defense. So, you know, Florida has one of the best defensive team, only Winnipeg's better in goals against per game. They have the yeah. 12th best offense and their offense has come alive in the last couple months spurred on big time by Matthew Kachuk who's really leading the way again. So I like I like uh Florida to really take care of business tonight. Montreal against playoff teams in their last 3 games, they've lost by an average score of 6 to 3. So I think yeah. Florida's going to easily handle them tonight and I don't see Montreal getting to 3 goals considering the way Florida's defense is playing.
0: Yeah, there's very few teams I wouldn't take Florida over right now. Like in February you kind of alluded to this, but like February, they've outscored opponents 36 to 15. That's seventy percent goals for differential, and as you said, you put you pair that against Montreal, who is just terrible, really in all fronts. I, I can't see them not taking care of business here. And the thing about Florida that I like is they don't they don't lose these gimmies. They don't huh. let like they are not a team that is like oh they should win this and the time and time again they don't. Kind of like the Toronto beliefs. Leafs. No, I'm gonna rub mm-hmm. it in. But the Panthers are pretty consistent with that, and I think I agree. I think they're gonna take care of business tonight for sure.
1: Yeah, they're just deep and they're. They're really looking like, I mean, they're lo- really looking like the best con- contender from the
0: East. 100%. Next up, the Vegas Golden Knights are facing another big time contender for the East, the Boston Bruins. Uh, th- This is interesting. These are two teams that are cut kind of, last year were the cream of the crop for signing up contenders. Both are more so long shots this year, but very much in the thick of it. Do you like the over under? Do you want a money line? What do you think about this one, George?
1: Yeah, I like the Bruins on the money line here. They've lost three in a row. Every Each of their last five games has gone to overtime in, or a shootout. They won the first two of those, but they've lost the last three in a row. So I think they're going to be motivated to get a W tonight. It's not like they're playing bad. They're just getting a bounce going the wrong way here or there, losing, sending three games to extra time. So I think they're going to respond here. But Vegas responded a couple nights ago after getting – Beat bad at home by the Leafs last week. They responded with a good performance a couple nights ago, but they're still missing their, a few of their best players up front and Mark Stone and Jack Eichel. So I think a motivated Boston team, I like them to win here. Um, I just think the Bruins ha- are going to like – they don't allow losing streaks to go on too long. They're a good team. They're mm-hmm. at home. So I think it's the safe play here. They're paying 1.62 to 1 at MGM just to win on the money line tonight.
0: It's pretty crazy. Like, I think both these teams need to win. Like, they're, they're, they both were 500 in February. Like, this mm-hmm. is, this is crunch time for them. And I, I like what you said about Boston, though, because they don't, they don't go on these streaks. They don't, they don't stumble even when they're in a downspurt. They usually are able to overcome it. So, yeah, I like Boston in this one, uh, for sure. Um, any futures on this one or any same game parlays?
1: I uh, didn't look at the same game parlay market, but I just think it's probably going to be a like low-scoring game too. So if you were to parlay something, I'd parlay the Bruins' money line with an under six goals and see what that pays. That'll get you odds for sure of over two, two to one, maybe around two and a half to one. I don't know if I'd go under five and a half. I'd probably try and take the under six goals just mm-hmm. to play it safe, and then you'll get a push as long as the Bruins win. But um I don't I think it's gonna be a low scoring game here too. Cause the one thing, while Vegas has injuries up front, their defense and their goalies are still intact. They have their starting goalie, their goalies all healthy and they got their top six defensemen all healthy. So I think when you look at these teams, you'd probably think it's a low scoring game, but I just think Boston's gonna the best bet is for Boston to come through with the win in regulation. Sorry, Agreed the win, that. not in regulation, just on the money line. Because we know Agreed. they've been going to
0: extra time a lot. Agreed. Next up, the Carolina Hurricanes are visiting the Columbus Blue Jackets. Can you ever bet for the Blue Jackets these days?
1: I can't. I don't know. Like, they win some games. I'll give them that. Sure. They win some games, but I look at this game and I'm like, the Hurricanes should just like destroy them here. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, Hurricanes aren't really a team that usually scores seven, eight, six, seven, eight goals, but they don't really allow a lot of goals either. And The Blue Jackets are missing two of their top offensive weapons still in Adam Fantilli and Patrick Laine. They're going to be out for a while. So I just like the Hurricanes on the puck line here. They're on the road. They're paying 1.95 to win by by two goals or more. Carolina's won eight of the last 10 games between these two. Five of those eight victories have come by at least two goals. And Blue Jackets are terrible at home. They have the least amount of home wins of any Eastern Conference team. So – and don't I don't know how they're motivating themselves. they've been such a debacle in so many different areas this year area the coach getting fired before the season started the GM's been fired. I don't know it's gonna be interesting to see if and what they do at the deadline to be honest with you, or if they just kind of say, you know what we're not trading any veterans right now that we got locked to contracts because we'll turn this thing around next year and we'll hire the right coach and GM to steady the ship because. Start of the year, I thought their lineup was actually defense, especially with the additions on the blue line. Mm-hmm. But it's just been a complete disaster.
0: Yeah, I, I can't foresee them making any massive. Obviously, John Davis is still there, like president of Hockey Ops, but they're, gonna, they're still in the interim GM phase. They haven't found their guy. I don't see them doing anything too drastic. If anything, they'll maybe leverage cap space to get some picks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe sell some expiring UFAs if they even have any. But I would agree with you. I, don't, I, I think we're still in the feeling out phase for that. And further to the Hurricanes, like pounding them. The Hurricanes are p- possession monsters. There are. And the Blue Jackets are not. And no. Blue Jackets do not have steady goaltending. So I think it's a lopsided one. I agree. It's going to be not going to be a close affair at all in the Canes' favor. Next up, we have a huge. Big time Western Conference matchup for some wild card footing. The Minnesota Wild are visiting the Nashville Predators. This is huge. This is massive for two teams that are very much in the fight for the last wild card spot.
1: Yeah, and it's more, more important. It's huge for both, but it's very much more important for one team than the other. So the Wild really, really need to get a win here. The Predators have that final wild card spot. The Wild have made a push, but they're sitting on the outside and they need the points in these games. I like a desperate wild side to upset the home team here tonight. So I like the Wild on the money line. They're paying 1.95 to 1. The yep. Preds have been, we've talked about it. Much has been made of it. The Preds have played really good since Andrew Brunette and Barry Trotz did not allow them to go see you <laughs> 2 at the Sphere. So it has worked. It's been a rallying <laughs> point. Hey, yep. you can't really argue with results, right? They've won six in a row. But the Preds' last three wins, do you know who their opponents were? No. San Jose, Anaheim, and Ottawa. Flimsy. Not exactly the stiffest competition. You're no. facing a desperate wild side here tonight that's coming off a very tough 3 2 loss to a great Carolina team. They have not lost two in a row in the entire month. They won seven of their last eight on the road. So it's a crucial game. These teams, as well, they've alternated wins and losses when they've played each other in each of their last seven games. It's the Wilds' turn tonight. The wild are the more desperate team. The Wilds have been great on the road. I like the wild on the money line here.
0: Yeah, I kind of disagree with you. I I also I also think that if you look at if you look at the wild team versus the Preds, like which would you rather which would you rather take to make the playoffs? Like if just the rosters.
1: Yeah, just the rosters not just going the roster. out, by the way. I just like the wild this wild team. There's also some hit, they just not find a way to make the playoffs. They get so, injuries year after year. They've had Huge cap issues since buying out Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of wiggle room all the time, but they just find a way. Um, their GM believes in them. I think Kiro Kaprazov is an incredible player. Me I he's too. He's one Erickson of the best, two. best wingers in the league. He kind of like, he's one of those guys that's a winger that can lead his team. And yeah, they have other weapons too. So I like the Wilds roster better,
0: to be honest with you. So do he, I. The one place the Nashville has an edge is in gold, though. For now. Who knows if they trade Soros, right? It's like, true. I mean, there's more uncertainty there. Yes. Here's the thing, though. I agree with you. I don't take the Wild as well. And their odds are really nice. Like, I would Like, the Wild have four... So it's 4.4 to 1 odds to make the playoffs. The Preds have 1.8 to 1. There's a lot of season left. I'm going with the Wild regardless of the odds. And the fact that there are some juicy odds there value-wise... I would hammer the Minnesota wild right now. Yeah, yeah, I think that I, that's a team that's built to be in the playoffs and not just that they're playing amazing hockey over the last couple of weeks. How can you bet against them? And flowers staying, they're not going to be, unless they yeah. just fall off, they're not selling. How could you not believe in the wild right now? Meanwhile, the Preds, it's like, will they trade Soros. Will they do this? There's still uncertainty there. I like what the wild are doing. And I, I'm a big believer. I love this bet.
1: Yeah. I like the vote of confidence is, like you said too. While Nashville's kind of like wavering on whether they should trade some, some big name players. The wild have been steadfast that they're going to keep their team together as well. So I think that means something too. And that they're an exciting team to watch just the way they win games. And yeah, I, 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 would take the wild, especially with the value, but obviously the reason that the odds are so short, so different is because the Preds have about a six point lead on them right now. So
0: yeah, no, they, they you're right. They do have, they do, there it's a four point lead, but the wild, right. do oh, have sorry, a game. Four point. but the wild have a game in hand. So, you know, I get the gap, but I also kind of don't. I, I think the wild are closer in it than we think, but it, it, and you're right. There's a lot yeah. of
1: season left to go, there's a quarter of the season left to go. But it's having said that, this
0: game is crucial, massive, huge game for both teams. I'm excited for it. Speaking of big time games in the central division, there's another one, but for a much different reason. The Winnipeg Jets are visiting the Dallas Stars. These are the two top dogs in the Central Division right now. Jets are in first based off point percentage. Uh, second is the Stars as well. Um, they're not as well, sorry. Second is the Stars. And this is a big chance for either the Stars to gain some ground and, and shorten the gap or the Jets to take a very commanding lead. Who do you like in this one?
1: I like the Stars, but me too. it's... I've liked the stars in a lot of our segments recently, but they've disappointed. I, what do you think's going on with Dallas? I mean, they've lost since beating Nashville nine-two. They lost six to seven.
0: Yeah, no. I so for Dallas, my read on it is this: first of all, throughout the last couple games before they got Chris Tanev, it was very clear, and it has been all year. They need some. They need some defensive help. Right, like that. That was one of the things where it's like it was being swept under the rug because they were scoring at will, game in, game out. Oninger still love the guy, believe in him big time. He's having a down year in terms of what we expect from him. So we expect from him, yeah. Yeah, but I still think like come playoff time, he's a guy you want, like you can trust and all those things. Compound that with the fact that Tyler Sagan goes down an injury, and then for a team like Dallas, that as we say they come in waves, they're super lethal at having all those lines chemistry has been like the crux of their success. And I think that when you start jumbling up those lines, changing things around, plus the D issues and then on, being a little bit shaky. That's what you're seeing, but the jets too, man, they haven't been like they've won against St. Louis, Arizona. Um, I can't remember the other, oh, Chicago, but they won all those games narrowly. So they're Mm -hmm. kind of a team that, that as much as you know, they haven't, they've been winning games. It hasn't been in a very imposing style. So I, you know, you could look at it as oh, it's motivation, but I think Dallas kind of—I agree. I think they have the upper hand of this one.
1: Yeah, I'm taking them on the money line. They're paying one point seven four to one. Also, you mentioned quickly there, but they just traded for Chris Tanev on on defense. One of the guys that was probably most coveted by so many teams coming up for this this trade deadline. So that's going to be a huge addition to their defense. They have the top end skating, scoring guys, and. Miro Heiskanen in the emergence of Thomas Harley. And obviously they got the veteran Ryan Suter on D, but he seems to be, I don't know if he's aging a bit, like Chris Tanner's a playoff warrior. So vote of confidence from the GM saying, hey, I got this guy This guy for you guys. For sure. I mean, I think they pull it out. I think we need to see more from the Rupi Hints, Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski line. 100%. I think for what they have not been carrying their weight lately. And they have to pick it up. Especially, with, like you said, with uh, Tyler Sagan going down. It seemed like Matt Duchesne and uh, Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchment were doing the majority. Maybe Wyatt Johnson. You were seeing him on the score sheet. But Hints, Robertson, and Pavelski kind of slowed down. Their numbers yeah. for the season are still, still there. They slowed down quite a bit. But I just think Dallas has to ha- have this game tonight. They have to have it. They lost 6 of 7. They lost 5-1 to the next closest competitor in the Central in their division last game, Colorado, they got to respond with something here. I if agree. If they don't, if this was a market like Toronto or Montreal, and the if Montreal, if the expectations were, forget Montreal, there's no expectation, but if this was a market like Toronto, yeah, yeah. and they lost 6-7 at this point in February, oh, my God, the media would be going insane. They would be going insane. So Dallas needs this win tonight. They've had a lot of success against Winnipeg of late, too. They've won six of their last eight. I'm going to take Dallas one more time on the money line. Even though they've cost me as of late, I think they get this one get it done tonight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing important to note is the Stars' biggest biggest strength is their offense. I think the Jets, in my opinion, even though they're the best defensive team in the league, their defense can get shaky at certain points matchup-wise. The fact that the Stars have first change is a huge advantage for them especially in this game. And Hey, maybe we'll see that Pavelski hens Robertson line, get things going next up. Another, Oh my gosh, another central division matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one has a lot, uh, lot, lot, much fewer implications here. Uh, Colorado Avalanche are visiting the Chicago Blackhawks in this yeah. one. I mean, what are you thinking besides what? I'm yeah. going with the over here.
1: I know All Chicago right. doesn't score a lot, but Connor Bedard seems to get up when he's facing, um, Opponents that are, you know, big name players, such as like a Connor McDavid, a Sidney Crosby, or tonight a Nathan McKinnon. So over six goals, pays 1.83 to 1. Look, I think Colorado can score six on their own tonight. They scored five against the great Dallas squad last night, last game. Why can't they do it against the Blackhawks tonight? Um, Nathan McKinnon's two points shy of 100. You think he's not going to be gunning for that tonight and that his teammates aren't going to be looking for him to get him over that century mark? I think he tops that tonight. And I think there's going to be a ton of goals in this, this game. It's funny with Nathan McKinnon. Uh, he's fallen off a bit in the hard trophy rates. And some people to say seem to say he's struggling. He's got 13 points in his last seven games. Man, if you can be struggling in the NHL, averaging two points per game, what does that say about you as a player? How good you are?
0: What does it say about us, the media, that are, that are talking that way? No, I agree with you. Yeah. It's a pretty crazy Barry set. Yeah, so I just think uh, you know Miko
1: Rantanen's getting a ton of points too. So I think Colorado's going to fill the net tonight. I see Chicago getting at least a couple. I definitely like the over at six goals at one point eight three to one. Um, the Avs they have the second best offense in the league. The Blackhawks have they have the fifth worst defense in the league. So right there, I mean I could see Colorado, like I said, putting six in the in the back of the net on their own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bedard, uh, Bedard's a one point one eight to one walk to win the calder Um, huge favorite huge favorite favorite. would he be though i don't think he should be that strong of a
1: favorite like i definitely don't think it's worth the bet like what are you gonna do bet 100 bucks to win 18 bucks on a guy like i don't think the odds should be that much in his favor at this point i know like yeah i'm not even sure like if the season ended today like i think that vote would be a huge debate
0: I agree. I think if you're taking that bet, which I don't think you should, the value is crap. But if you're you doing that, would think that Bedard, like you are so in on it, that he will continue to be this dominant for the rest of the way, and everything he does will completely negate what Brock Faber's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I get it. Like Bedard, since coming back, hasn't missed a beat. Seven points his last six games. He he's a right now. He's frankly a dominant player in a lot of sequences. Like he is. You notice him when he's on the ice, he's spectacular. But, like, to be that heavy of a favorite over Faber, I agree. I think there'd be more discourse over it. Like, what Faber's doing is unbelievable in its own right. So, it kind of brings out, again, this has happened in NBA too, right? Where it's like Victor Wembenyama versus Chet Holmgren, right? Holmgren is on a better team and play a more viable role, where Wembenyama is like more dynamic, probably a more exciting player. It's a similar kind of thing that we're seeing, right? So, but I think history would show us the NHL, it'll be closer to a vote than people are maybe thinking with Bar- Bedard. Yeah, I think the odds are definitely not worth it to bet
1: for Bedard right now. Um, he came back from injury much quicker than we expected. Uh, like you said, seven points in six games, but I think his last two or three games, he's only got one point. So he came out like ready to play right away, but he slowed down a bit. It'll be interesting to see what he does tonight, because he does usually get up for these games against big name players. So be something to watch.
0: Next up, the Los Angeles Kings are visiting the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks game. are spotting, man. They, they are. in losing five of their last six. Yeah, we
1: spoke about Dallas a little bit before. But, yeah, the Canucks also on a bit of a skid. And they, they choked a 3-2 law, uh, lead to the Penguins in the third period the other night. Um, I don't know. I like the Kings here. The Kings are on a Western Canadian road trip. They've lost two tough games to the Oilers and the Flames. And I don't think they're going to leave Western Canada empty-handed. The Kings are paying 2.2 to 1 on the money line. And Vancouver, as great as they've been this year, they were not a playoff team last year. So maybe they have overachieved this year. I think the Kings kind of need the win, even having said like the Canucks are on a slide, they might need the win a little more. And the Canucks just seem a little, I don't know, discombobulated. I'm not sure. There's all these... Things in the rumor mill about Elias Pedersen not wanting to sign their
0: long term. But, but now apparently they're closing on an extension. I'll believe it when I
1: see it. It's there. been talked about for like a year now. What's the extension going to be as well? It, it From what I've read, the Canucks want him their long term, and he doesn't want to sign an eight-year contract. So if he,
0: look. Yeah, I mean There's as, a report from an insider, though, last night, that they're closing on like, a long-term deal. An, oh, an eight-year deal? Yes. Like or like that was on the horizon.
1: We'll see. It'll be interesting to
0: see the money there too. I would agree, but I wonder. Like, there's been this is this is very weird
1: timing too. By the way,
0: very weird timing. It has to do with their sliding. Like, there's been so much noise created by it. Like, I don't think that's why he's making a mass commitment here. I think what you saw is Pedersen was probably like, I don't want to negotiate during the year. Whatever for whatever reason this is right, and then this is kind of the connector spiraling. Pedersen's had a little bit of a down like this stretch. He's been struggling a little bit. People are nitpicky, of course. In Vancouver, a fire ignites amongst the fan base. Yeah, I think he probably said, you know what? Enough. I'm going to sign here. Here it is. But I wonder how much of an impact that'll have on Vancouver, or because that's quite a lot of the noise happening around them.
1: Yeah, I think until he gets it, and I, I I agree with you too. He's hasn't been exactly himself lately. And uh, the fan base, last game, they were chanting JT Miller's name during the game. If there's somebody, you know, I said Quinn Hughes the whole season, he should be the MVP. That guy is playing unreal. That guy is playing unbelievable. And we talk about four hard candidates, man. That guy, the way he's playing should almost be in there too. Just dominating every time he's on the ice, getting a stick in the puck, getting into lanes when he doesn't have it. He's always in the right spot at the right time, it seems like, and... Yeah, I, I think for Pedersen, maybe this thing needs to get done and put to rest. I mean, the reports out there, if it doesn't get done for another week, then what is the media going to say? You know, if they, if it's imminent. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the Canucks just seem like something's off right now. So I like the Kings on the road here. And we all know how good the Kings have been on the road this year. There's only two teams in the league with more road wins than the LA Kings this season. So I think the Canucks slide is going to extend one more game tonight.
0: Fair enough. Next up, the Pittsburgh Penguins are visiting the Seattle Kraken. Speaking of teams that desperately need a win, it's the Penguins. Though I think we're kind of past that point. I think we all know what's happening here. They're not making the playoffs. They're probably going to be selling. But look, there's definitely Are they not making the playoffs? I don't think so. Yeah.
1: They've won three in a row.
0: I don't think they're making the playoffs.
1: They've got about four or five games in hand on every team, and it seems like in the Eastern Conference
0: nothing from this year has given me even a sliver of de- of confidence that okay. that team with Well, do they came, you, they came, they came
1: back it? against the top. Uh, I think they have a chance. I think they have a chance. Every,
0: they always have a chance. Uh, okay, I guess maybe I, mean, I did I, speak too soon.
1: I, I mean, they, they didn't have Brian Russ last game or Jake. And they didn't have their two best wingers last game. They came from behind in the third period to beat the best team in the Western Conference.
0: I think they're not going to make it because I think they're going to trade Gensel.
1: Well, they haven't played with him for about the past five or six games, and they're winning. I mean, yeah, they still might trade him. Um, I'm just saying, if they played, if the games were even with all the teams in the East right now, and they played at their current pace, it'd actually be like a point or two out of the the playoffs, not like the six points they're out of the last sure. playoff spot right now because they do have games in it. But look, they gotta they gotta win the games they're supposed to too. So they had a they beat Montreal. They're supposed to win that game. They had a crazy 7-6 win over the Flyers, and they come on the road and they beat Vancouver when they were down. So they got to handle business tonight. They got to handle business in games like this. These are the type of games that Pittsburgh hasn't won this year. So I think that's that's pro- probably part of the reason you don't think they'll make the playoffs, and that's the, part of the reason why I'm skeptical. A game like tonight is the reason that they're not like in the playoff spot. So they got to win tonight. I'm ex- going to expect them to win tonight. I'm taking them as much as they've been a letdown in games. They're supposed to win so many times this year. I like them on the road, on the money line, 1.95 to one. Uh, like I said, they won three in a row. They are alive in the playoff rates. It's not 2- like,
0: yeah, listen, 2.2 to one odds. of making the playoffs. They're not crazy long shots. I get that. <laughs> and that, those are odds are bad MGM. I just really yeah. do not believe that they will stay in the race, I really don't. I like you look at the Penguins team. Okay, they're winning. That's great. Like Crosby's mm-hmm. still playing elite level, but here's my he argument. Is. Here's my argument. Their roster is so paper thin right now, and even and they're top heavy. But even their top heavy guys, excluding Crosby. Okay, Gino is not the same. Getting multiple no, is not he hasn't the same been the player. Same. No, no. Any and, he, and I, I be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't very healthy. Chris Letang, good player, not excellent. Like, not, you know, an elite player in the league right now. Same with Carlson. They're good players, but they're not complete drivers that are going to win you anything, I don't think. And then look at the bottom end of their lineup, and it's it's brutal. Yeah, like, I, would
1: say, I would say this. I mean, I think up top, they're very top-heavy, like you said, and even that top-heavy is not strong considering the guys they have out. On the back end, I'm going to give them more credit than you're giving them right now. While Eric Carlson and Chris Letang aren't what they were, they are still much better than the average. They're still very good defensemen in the NFL in the NHL. Not the NFL. That would be a disaster. That'd be interesting. They have uh Marcus Petterson who's a very good defenseman. Ryan Graves came over this year and I don't think he's made quite the impact he should have, but he's a solid no. defensive defense. I like their I like their defense a lot. I think their their defense is much better. I think they have like a top 10 defense in the NHL. And I think their goaltending is pretty, pretty solid too.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, god, no! I disagree so hard. They, these players are good team, on their team own. Defense? Oh, oh, sorry. I think meant sorry, sorry. I missed. So no, as a, meant, as, a, as a combined
1: six, the blue sorry. line corps. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Okay, but, I thought you meant like. I'm wait, talking so. about their their blue line. When you rank the
1: defensive units of teams in the NHL, I think they'd be right around ten. I, I think they have a solid blue line. I think they I think have
0: Hang and Carlson are great are good players again, like great, not excellent, but like still, as you said, good players. Maybe I. You know, they're better than they're good. good. They're
1: not excellent, but they're better than good.
0: Okay. They're, they're, great.
1: they're, they're very good. You know, okay. I
0: mean? But I'm saying the way that they play as a team and the way that they work doesn't necessarily conducive. It's not necessarily conducive to winning. Well, there's both a lot more pressure on the D I think
1: because of the holes up front.
0: Fair. Um, that's but that's I think,
1: fine. I think their defense is like, I mean, they have, they have a better defensive core than the Leafs. I think, for example, uh, if like we throw a team out there like,
0: okay. When you say better. And I don't mean to harbor this too much. Are you saying like they are better on paper? They're better players, or you better players. They're better players. To pick, they're better players. To pick, they have... Who'd rather have in the playoffs? The Leafs D or the Penguins D? I take the Penguins
1: D. For sure. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got Carlson,
1: Latang, Pedersen, Graves. Who are like the Leafs top four? Riley, McCabe, Brody, and Lillian Grin? Yeah.
0: No, I I'd agree. I mean, Riley's
1: better than Latang or Carlson, I'd say right now. But I don't think there's a big. He's much better than that. Carlson had a hundred points last year.
0: Yeah, but that's but, points. I I don't think that that's all it has to do with playing defense.
1: Yeah, that is just points. But that's insane. That's the first time a defenseman's got a hundred points in thirty years. So yeah, was playing I, just because. Hockey. Okay, well, he's on pace for what sixty points last year. He scored the game winner in overtime against the Great. Penguins last game. Yeah. He's a very impactful player on the ice.
0: Absolutely. I just don't think that Eric Carlson is like, I don't think these guys would succeed in the playoffs at all.
1: Well, we'll see. Well, succeed in the playoffs or get to the playoffs.
0: You're right. That's true. That's what we're I mean. Arguing. There's a
1: Philly team in front of them. There's a Tampa team in front of them in the playoff picture. I take the penguins defense over both those teams. I don't even have to okay. think about it.
0: Fair enough. Let's get to our last game, which is probably won't ignite much spirit of debate like the last one. <laughs> Ducks are visiting the San Jose Sharks. I don't even know what we can debate on this one. Who's worse? Um, these are two teams that can't score, won't score, or don't know how to score. Don't even know how you want to phrase it. And I think uh, that's how I'll segue your well, pick here. You
1: kind of made my pick for me. I mean, you made all the points. Like, I don't even know how many stats I need to go to. I'm taking the under here, the under over under set at six goals. Um, I think Troy Terry is going to be back for Anaheim after missing a game, but I'm not sure if he's out that like takes away one of their best offensive weapons. Um, but these teams are, these teams have nothing to play for, I guess. So who knows? Maybe they're just like, it's a score fest, but they don't score They're 29th and 31st in the league in goal score. They met three times this season, two of those games went under six goals and Hines, only nine goals in five road games this month so they're averaging under two goals scored per game on the road san jose scored only seven goals during this this five game homestand they played four That's games depressing. so far so they're averaging also less than two goals per game scored at home like i mean just going on the odds and everything and the numbers i gotta bet the under here so under six goals
0: for two pretty sorry teams in california Here's my logic and then I'll end it there. I think both teams are terrible at scoring and defending, but I think that they are worse, like sorry, they are not at, they are as bad, god, I trip myself up here. They are the <laughs> least bad at defending compared to scoring. I think that they are better at defending than they are scoring, both of them. Right, right.
1: They just don't have both sides don't just have don't it. have
0: the talent and no. San Jose especially's got
1: hurdles out. They got is brutal. Couture back playing? I know he came back for some games, yeah. missed a couple. I but... don't know
0: if he's playing tonight, but he did come back recently.
1: Yeah, but he's not
0: himself yet either. And no. uh, it's
1: just that's a, that's that would be tough, tough to watch, I feel like. But
0: no, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I under six you. goals is the bet there. I'd agree. All right. Well, that caps off our Thursday's edition of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. Thank you for listening. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nassios. Please bet responsibly and enjoy the games.